You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. I was flying on a major airline from the East Coast to the West Coast, an airline that still served meals. And so the stewardess came along and asked him, would you like dinner? And he said, what are my choices? And she replied, yes or no. I think we all tend to admire those people who can come up with a spur-of-the-moment spontaneous retort or one-liner. In today's gospel, we hear Jesus utter one of the most remembered one-liners of all time. Put on the spot by the Pharisees and Herodians who are trying to entrap him, Jesus asked them for a coin and then asked them, whose head and description is on the coin. And when they replied Caesar's, then he said to them that memorable scripture quote, then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. They wanted a yes or no answer. And the trap that they had set for Jesus was that if he answered yes, that they should pay the census tax the Pharisees and other religious leaders of Israel would claim that Jesus was denouncing his own people by aligning himself with the despised Romans who were collecting these taxes. And if he said no, they would denounce Jesus as a, as a political revolutionary. Most people in our modern democratic Western culture tend to see in this scripture passage from Matthew, a rationale for the so-called separation of church and state. Nothing could be further from the truth. In the first century Mediterranean culture of Jesus' time, this was something that would be unheard of, separation of church and state. It would certainly not be part of Jesus' experience or message. And when we think about it, the truth of the matter is every so-called political issue that we face in our culture and our world today has a moral dimension to it, whether it be abortion, war, tax reform, immigration reform, health care, or prison reform. This is why the church seeks to have a voice in all these issues, because they all impact the dignity of the human person which is the basis for all Catholic morality and social teaching. The heart of Jesus' message with this famous one-liner in today's gospel passage in Matthew is very simply, I think, that everything ultimately belongs to God. And hence, our first and ultimate allegiance must always be to God. God deserves and demands our total loyalty, and gratitude for all that we have comes from God. 
As Isaiah the prophet remind us in our first scripture passage for today, the Lord said, there is no God but me. I am the Lord, there is no other. This is the heart of the message of stewardship that you hear me refer to so often. We are not owners. Even if our image, our name, our inscription is on something, for everything and everyone belongs to the one who created them. And we are simply the caretakers, or the stewards of God's abundance. We express our loyalty and our gratitude to God by returning the first portion of our time, town, and treasure and all things to God. Stewardship is a way of life for life that always puts God first. But we know that we all sometimes put the things of Caesar before the things of God. This weekend, which is designated by the church in the United States as Mission Sunday, our diocese remembers and honors the five missionary martyrs of charity, members of the Adorers of the Blood of Christ for the Ruma Convent, who 25 years ago this weekend lost their lives because they put the things of God first. They put compassion and caring for the people of Liberia before their own comfort and safety. They put peace in Liberia before war. They put others before themselves. And in doing so, they exemplified by their deaths what it means to put God first and always in our lives. As we enter this last full week of our observance of Respect Life Month, today we celebrate the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. Our way of offering our support, encouragement, and prayers for all of our sisters and brothers who are facing a serious illness or disability or deteriorating health because of advanced years. Celebrating this sacrament each year as part of our observance of Respect Life Month is our way of combating those in our throwaway culture who see the infirm, the elderly, the disabled, and the dying as disposable commodities rather than as the face of Christ to be reverenced and celebrated. May our prayer for those whom we anoint today and all we do to always keep God first in our lives help those who are anointed and all people to come to know and to believe that God is good all the time. All the time.